Hey everybody, this is Vin. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Dakota 40. Before we start the show, we need to pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by Creamy.one. Creamy.one. Creamy is your premier source for adult toys and goods. They carry unique brands for empowered singles and couples interested in exploring their sexuality. So head over to Creamy.one. Creamy.one. That's C-R-E-A-M-I-E dot O-N-E. Don't forget to use code DECODEN40 for that 15% discount. Creamy.one. Now, let's start the show. 50 is the massive hooks. Go look at all of his hooks off the first two albums. He he literally I, I think, went to a... He, hold on. He literally went to the nursery rhyme best hits, best of, and took them and make them, made them hooks. All of those... Uh, half of those hooks are nursery rhyme hooks that he swiped and made them popular. Like, you, oh, you like can't... Magic Stick, magic stick uh, wi- uh, Window Shopper, uh, uh, Candy Shop, all, I've never all of that. I think, I think, I think, I think that, uh, I think that well, Dre had a lot of He took the melodies. Well. He took the melodies. He didn't, oh. there's no, there's no kitty song called P.I.M. <laughs> <laughs> as Mommy, much as I think this shit. Did you was sing magic that day. stick again? Yeah, I was absent. All, all right. I'm a P.M. I.P.M.P. Uh, how you spell it? I'm a P.M. Bitch, give me my money. This is another episode of Decoding 40. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Hour, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just try to play me out. Oh, I'm being a packer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my main man. This is your boy L.O.D., O-Dot, a.k.a. Player 456. What's going on? It's your boy Vin in the building. Peace. This is Alaric. That one was almost sexy. It was, it was almost. It was almost bringing him. It's always interesting oh, when your intro turns oh, on. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I think you just came. You Jeez. Oh. That one. That one made me jizz in my pants, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that made my dick wiggle. <laughs> I got a chubby. I got a chubby. <laughs> thanks so, for making, thanks for making my dick jump. <laughs> so what's going on in your lives, fella? <laughs> it's potluck. Anybody jump in? I'll go first this week. So um, I first want to beg everybody out there. I uh, know we're getting back outside. Uh, let's go back inside. I am tired of the number of people that I'm seeing out on these streets inside the grocery store. And uh, just, I, I miss the lockdown. I really do. And I, I sent you guys a picture that I took on the train train last week, which was a photo of a lighter and a crack pipe. The I, I purposely did not have the owner of that uh, crack pipe and lighter in the picture because as you would maybe suspect in New York City, her titties were out. Her titties were out? Her titties were out. It's something about smoking crack with your titties out that just in, it, it enhances the high. I thought you knew that. That's titty with, titty this crack woman is... took her shirt off and just was sitting on the car as if she just was like sitting in her living room on her sofa, sunbathing, just 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 that taking in all the subway light. Hundred percent. That got me hot, baby. <laughs> well, and Lowe's on the car. It was Lowe's on the train. I need to give him a story for subway. Stories. Right. So here we go with the LO subway stories. It is um, pretty, but the crack yes, the crack calls Monday. 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 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the funny thing, how it unfolded was I was uh, trying to respond to an email. You know, um, when you're on a train, the the service uh, goes out when you are in between stations. So I was trying to get this email out. So I'm I'm rapidly typing and, you know, uh, ferociously looking at my uh, screen. And I see this woman. And at the point, at the time I see her and I'm focused, she has her shirt on. And then at that point, she puts down her crack pipe and a lighter. And I'm thinking, oh, well, obviously she didn't have her crack pipe uh, holder with her. So, of course, she's going to put it in the chair next to her. (laughs) So, I'm I'm continuing to type. A crack pipe cozy. Yeah. (laughs) Is it cozy or koozie? Cozy. It's a crack pipe cozy. What did she get in in France? Because if she got in France, it's a koozie. It's a cozy. Crack pipe cozy. So I'm typing away. I look up. This woman is fully dressed. When I finish my email, her shirt is on the floor and her bum nipples are staring at me. And I am like, yuck, lady. This is disgusting. What really disgusts me, though, is, and I, you know, people in New York will know what I'm talking about, but there's a map on the top towards the ceiling of a train car that you can look versus the, the regular map that people see on the side of the uh, wall. There's at least three or four people who get up from their chair to look at that map standing right next to this woman and they don't care. They're not moved and they're not, you know, affected at all. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this society anymore. Like we, we, we are just so unaffected by everything at this point. Mm. So, um, sort of fear factor. (laughs) <laughs> well, you lick that bum. Imagine if that was a dare. <laughs> I'm going to pass Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's disgusting, Joe Rogan. Um, oh, come on. You crazy, Those Joe titty Rogan. Nipples are a little, <laughs> titty nipples are a little chap. Don't worry about that, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was disgusting. But um, mm-hmm. on to other things. Uh, I've got two words for you, gentlemen. Not bum titties. Squid. Game. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What is this? That. Can somebody tell me what this is? Okay, this this no. is the best television I, tell series. Tell them. Tell them on TV right now, tell and it might be best. one of the the best TVs uh, series uh, written. Amazing. So it's a it's based on a uh, China a Korean. Um, it's a chi- Korean uh, program. Chi- yeah. Uh, a Korean uh, child's game called Squid Game. So in order to uh, win the game, you have to uh, get to the squid's head. You jump on the squid head and you yell victory. In Korea, or in this period of time in Korea, people have found themselves in so much debt that they are willing to participate in this game in order to win a chance to uh, clear all their debt. I think they will win 45 billion won. And in order to win this money, you have to go through six, six games. And just, just for context, everybody, uh, it's about $37 million. $46 billion won is about $37 million. I looked it up. So in order to win each game, you have to survive. Because literally, it's a life and death game, but based on children's games. It is fascinating. It is it is wonderfully done. The funny thing is I was reading an article. Um, I read two articles today. The writer of this series was turned down um, 10 times before Netflix picked it up. So one, that's just a story of being persistent and just being able to stick to your dreams and you will prevail. The second piece is the, um, the English dub over this uh, movie over the series, apparently is done poorly and loses so much of the context of the original text and the original script that a lot of people, particularly those who speak Korean, were saying that Americans are really are watching a totally different series. To which I say, we don't care. <laughs> we don't, we, we, yeah, we don't care. We don't that's, care. That shit was we excellent. don't care. That shit was excellent. <laughs> it, it had blood. It had sex it had everything this was a great series um so i encourage everybody to go watch that you guys definitely need to watch that um 
But yeah, other than that, I got I, that's it for my check in. But those are the two things: bum titties and Squid Games. <laughs> which is, actually, this, this is the title of this <laughs> bum titties and Squid Games, which ironically do uh, connect. So there you go. That's what's up. The bum titty looked like a squid. Ah, give that man a prize. Jackpot. Squid titties. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to The Coding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coding 40, <laughs> goddammit. No. This weekend, one of our friends, uh, Lincoln, had a housewarming. And also, I got the late minute flag to go to my man Steve's birthday party. Now, coincidentally, Steve lives literally like eight minutes away from Lincoln. Just coincidentally, eight to 10 minutes away from Lincoln. I'm not going to say the cities. I'm not going to blow them up. So I got caught up with a a few personal things that I had to do. I had to pick up my mail, do a few errands and whatever. So ultimately, I get to Lincoln's house a little late, kick it there, meet all his people. Everything's great. Have a great time. We talk for a while, whatever. I, I run into another brother. Shout out to Bert who's been doing this thing from a business perspective. We caught up. Bert Lurch? Okay. Yeah. Bert was my first my dude. Yeah, I ran into Bert. So first, like, back, I've been following you. I'm like, nah, my guy, I've been following you. You've been doing this 20, 21 years, 20-some-odd years. So shout-out shout out, shout out to Bert. Shout-out to all my entrepreneurs on the check-in anyway. Um, so anyway, I leave there, and I go to Steve's spot, not knowing. And meanwhile, I think I'm super late because Steve invites me, like, 4 o'clock. I don't get to Steve joint till like, it was late. It was like 10, 11, something like that. So I go there. It's still may- maybe later. It's still, it's jumping. And I see all these people I went to high school with, people I went to junior high school with. They got a pool. They got a jacuzzi. The, it's it's like, it's turned up on it. They got a bartender. They got a, they got, they, they got, they got a bartender giving out shots, which she, it's crazy. So I see Steve and I'm like, what's up, what up? Da, 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 da. Then I'm like, I'm walking through, you know, shouting everybody out. I start walking towards the bar and I hear Dakota 40 in the building. What's good, my G? I forgot his name, but he knows Vin. It's Vin's man. I'm like, who's this guy? And I forgot still to this, to this. I was I was drinking a little. I don't remember his name. But he's like, yo, I listen to y'all show. I listen to every episode. It's crazy. What y'all do is bananas. I'm like, yo, I really appreciate it, man. He's like, I gotta get me some Coquito this winter, because it's coming. I know that's coming, and I and I support everything you guys do. So that was really good. So then another woman walks up who knew him, and she's like, Mac, I really love y'all show, whatever, whatever. She was like, but y'all curse too much. The language is just, it's too much for me. And I was like, if it's too much for you, then then you should listen. She was like, no, no, no. You're not Shut the fuck up. Hold up, hold up. Right. That, and that was my position. And my position was like, if you don't want to listen, if you don't want to fuck with us, don't fuck with us. She was like, you don't understand. I've tried to put 15 or 20 people onto the show, and what they all tell me is the same thing. It's the language. The language is a problem for me. I'm like, okay. Then I had a throwback at Lincoln's house, and somebody else was like, yo, Mac, I love the show, but I can't. I tried to listen to it at work, but I got to listen to it on headphones because I tried to play yeah. it at work. But it's like, the headphone show. We are the Not Safe for Work podcast, like, hands down. So I'm like, really appreciate your feedback, whatever, whatever. And somebody else walks up and goes, and someone, and then I hear, I hear this girl behind me. And she goes, Mr. Rock in the building. Not, I did not know this chick. It's a true story. I did not know this chick. I was like, yo, what's up? She was like, yo, Mac, what's good, whatever. And she knew who I was. She told me everything about my life because she listened to the show. I do not know. To, to, to right this moment, I do not know who this chick was. So I might call Steve and ask her who it was. But she was really, really nice. She was really complimentary about the show. And um, it was good. It was good. We had a good time. We had a good time. So, so shout out to Link. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to John Simmons, man. Happy birthday, uh, Stephen Clark. Happy birthday, Lincoln. Congratulations on your new crib. Um, yeah, and that was it, man. It was just it was just a lot of people getting recognized who I didn't know who listened to the show, but that was kind of dope. So it's kind of dope. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah it. I like I like I'm how saying. your checking was like, yo, there was a lot of people on my dick. 
Nah. <laughs> I don't know them. I don't know them, but they were on my dick. I love that. I appreciate uh, that. That's my check. Shout out to everybody who supports us. Thanks for listening. So you said that that one of my boys. What did he it look was like? Definitely one of your boys. Short dude, Latino. He got a couple of ropes. He definitely knew you. He's like, Ben's my man. He, uh, well, I can't say the name. But he said you hooked him. He hooked you up with a girl back in the day. I can't say her name. I don't want to blow it up. But um, he, and, and when I tell you, he's five four, five five, little guy. Nice guy though. Super, super. I don't know super, who that is. Super cool. You don't know. Me. I didn't want to ask him his name because he figured I knew who it was, and I couldn't tell him like I don't know what your name is. So you should anyway. ask him. I don't know you. What's your name? I, I don't know who that he is. He definitely know five, knows. Four, you. Latino dudes. He's a, he's a little. He might have been a black dude, but he, you know. How much like, did you have to drink? Was it not? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't really have. He actually knew. Actually knew. Was this guy standing in the garden? <laughs> did he have a a green hat on? He said, "Vin was he my man. We used to hang out." He was he like a bag of like, gold with him, by chance. <laughs> if he had a bag Jimmy of gold, I would have snuffed him, and my story, my check-in would have been super different. What's his name? Rumpelstiltskin. No, no, no. But he was like, he was like, yo, I can't wait for that Kikito. I gotta cop that. Whatever, whatever, whatever. If you saw the dude, you know him, though, man. You know him. I know who he is. I've seen him before. Yeah. I just don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. Did he mention short? Expedia? Did he wear glasses? Like, yeah. I, I think I know who might be, but you know. Anyway. Anyway, he was like, he's like, yeah, what's up with Vin? Uh, okay. Anyway, so anyway, my, my but, but I, had, yeah, 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 but but I had a, I had a, I had I had a good weekend checking in on other people. Um, got a little work done. Uh, what else? I fired a pain in the ass client, which has made us like super like, super lightweight, which is good and um, not so painful. But other than that, everything is smooth, man. Everything is good on my side. What's up with you, Rick? Well, let's see. I just came back from LA. Uh got a chance to hang out with with Slink. Um and I went to uh his Pimps and Kin folks uh recording of, of that show. Um it was a lot of fun. It was uh it was very interesting. But the thing about recording television shows is that they're not that fun because when you see the final product, it looks like one seamless thing. When you're actually filming it, it's like start and stop. But you know, it was it, it was cool. I I I was really impressed with um with the production value of of the thing that he was putting together, and um you know um it was, it was good to see him doing his thing. And I really hope that he gets this thing sold and picked up. I, I think it has that kind of potential. You know, it's sort of like an interview um show and a variety show, that sort of thing, and that was cool. And um, now I am back. And uh, it's funny that Leon was talking about crowds of people um, just being back out in the street. Yesterday, um, I took my son and we went to hang out with my brother-in-law at uh, Atlantic Antic. I don't know if any of you guys have uh, heard of, of this event, but basically they shut down Atlantic Avenue from like third all the way down to the water. And sure. oh, sorry, from Fourth Avenue all the way down to the water, mm-hmm. and all the businesses, and they have vendors, and I mean, there was a sea of people out there. Like it was, it was re- thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Me and my son were wearing our masks the entire time because we're like, you know, I, I'm not down for the super spreader shit. Um, so you know, it, but it was cool. It was nice to be out. And uh, the funny thing is, is like. Usually those types of events in Brooklyn, that's when you see all the people you haven't seen in a long time. I did not see, well, no, that's, I didn't see a lot of people that I knew. I saw one guy that I I knew, but I didn't want to, I I didn't feel like talking to him. So I pretended like I didn't see him. Um, But other than that, I, I didn't really see people that I knew. I don't know where it's like, it's like a new Brooklyn now. Like, there's all these strangers. Like, where did all these strangers come from? Like, all of a sudden, after this pandemic, I don't know anybody in Brooklyn anymore. Like, I didn't see anybody that I knew. Um, but, you know, that's that's what it is now. But it was a lot of fun. It's nice to get out and enjoy, um, enjoy the weather and uh, just have some uh, father-son day, some father-son activities. And um, he had a great time. Um, he didn't ride the pony. But uh, he ran around like a crazy person, and uh, he had a good time. 
And that's my check-in. That's up. I have uh, really nothing to talk about. Um, <laughs> no, I had a, a today. I actually finally met up with my oldest to celebrate her 25th birthday. I can't believe I have a 25 year old. I celebrated with my 25 year old and uh, like me, she likes guns. So we went to the range and um, I brought out the the big one and she was shooting the AR. And it was the funniest thing to see because my my youngest, I mean, my oldest is like about five, two, five, three. And the gun is just as big as her. But she was handling like a real G and she was, you know, hitting center mass. So, you know, she she enjoys it. You know, we had a really good time having conversation. And, you know, every time I look at my oldest, I see my mother because they look very similar at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always good to see her. And um, we wound up going to we were trying to go to this bar, uh, re- Mexican restaurant in Hoboken. And I haven't really been to Hoboken since the pandemic. Um, I've like passed through, but I haven't actually went to go get something to eat. And a fixture in Hoboken that has been there since I've lived in Jersey for the last 20 years is gone, East L.A. And they make, they get great Mexican food, but their margaritas are top shelf kick ass margaritas, frozen margaritas. And we rolled up and the shit was gone. Like we, I, I thought it was dark in there and I, I walked up to the spot. And all the tables and chairs were kind of pushed towards the uh, front of the, the spot. And I couldn't believe the shit was gone. So um, we wound up settling on Cheesecake Factory and, um, you know, hung out a little more. Other than that, man, nothing much. Uh, I had my tryout at Westside Comedy and didn't do too well. I didn't get picked for one of the uh, spots. And the booker said I should try in six to nine months. So, you know, for that, she can eat a fat one. Um, and don't cut that out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you you know you you, you should really try back in six or nine months, and you know you're you know this, maybe you should try doing this and try doing that. I'm like, I had two fucking minutes to perform. They gave me two minutes. So my comedy, or when I do do comedy, it, it's it takes me like three four months just to fucking warm up, like two minutes to do a joke. And I did something, and you know the the crowd didn't like it or whatever. Okay, I fucked up. I, I pissed the I pissed the bet on that one. And then I got my video back from Broadway that I did and realized that I was cut out half of the fucking shot because where I was sitting at on on a stool was outside of the shot. So we got half my half my face. So I don't know if that's going to fuck up my chances for getting uh, a residency there. I hope it doesn't. I hope if he's listening to the material and watch my act that he'll appreciate it. Either way, it is what it is. I have a show coming up on Thursday, and then I have one on the 10th. My man, Build a Billionaire, is doing a uh, brunch in Jersey. And, uh, you know, go check my Instagram page, Vince Daily Rant, for that information and come see me. Other than that, just relaxing, man, and, and uh, chilling. And that's my check in. Hey, you. Yeah, you, Dakota 40 fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call. 608-618-4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple, fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. So I was asking the question, has, is, is love over? Is the idea of love over? And are we really at the point where just we have transactional relationships? Mm. And then I was thinking about um, a clip that I saw in which... Uh, a guy who's on the show eight at the table says that he doesn't go to the door when he's picking up a woman, even on the first date, he just will send a text and say, I'm here. And apparently the women that he dates, they're cool with that. So I was querying, pondering the idea and I get presented it to Rick. And then Rick actually said that he had not been in the uh, uh, habit of picking women up for dates, which is, shocking to me because I remember for the most part, I would say 80 to 90%, I was picking a woman up or meeting her at her apartment. And then we would go on the date. Um, I, I guess it depends uh, because we, we're, we're from a, we're, we're from an older time. So nowadays, because everybody's attached to their cell phones, that is probably acceptable. 
And then you have to dig a little deeper in whether or not these particular young, young ladies, do they have a father? Is a father in their life? And these are these are lessons that you may learn from your dad. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Rick will agree, having a daughter, you're going to have certain expectations for that young man who is coming to pick up your daughter for the first time or whatever, you know, while she, right. I'm glad you said house. that. Cause you, you, you led me to the water. Cause I was going to ask you, you both have daughters at home. Mm-hmm. What is the expectation aside from threatening them with firearms? <laughs> what is the expectation of your daughter being picked up for her dates? All right. So I was going to, Go ahead. I'm not even close to it. So you, uh, well, I'm not even close to this. It'll be here before you know it. But go moment. But um, I would, I would expect that I would know who this this kid is before he decides he's picking up any anybody. I'm gonna have to know who. I'm gonna have to know who he is long before you know. Long before you ring my bell, I gotta know. I I need to know who who you are. You know so. Before yeah. you even get a chance to take out my daughter, you're coming over and you're breaking bread with the family or something. That's going to be your first date. At what age is this? I mean, I don't know. I, I imagine, you know, kids have crushes and trying to date it like uh, like where I would allow her to go somewhere with another person. I don't know, like 16, maybe. OK, let's yeah. fast forward to 19. Fast forward to 19. Scenario? Well, she's she's probably not. She's probably off at college if that's what she decides to do. Um, okay, so she's if, back. She's back for the she's summer. Back at break. home. By then, I would anticipate that she would be able to make better decisions than when she was sixteen. But I still got to know who this motherfucker is. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, come and introduce yourself. All right. So, well, my oldest um, wasn't living in the house with me when she started to have, I guess, boyfriend friends and she really didn't start actively dating until she got into college wherein that she you know had boyfriends or what have you she had you know guy crushes or whatever i i don't know what what really went down while she was in florida so i never had to play the role of that type of dad now i have my youngest daughter this is my thing all right so i'll never forget this lesson i learned when i was about 19 years old i was back from college and i went to go uh pick up this young lady and I had a car at the time just I wasn't even thinking about it right I and 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 this is probably it wasn't even like a a date so to speak we were going to hang out or whatever we're going to go to some party or something like that was she a date yes I was picking her up I get to the house and I, I honk the horn and the door opens and it's not her it's her father and it was still daylight it wasn't it was probably like around six or seven o'clock and so it was it was summertime it was still daylight outside and he motions for me to come to the door so you know i put the car in park i walk over there and he says to me when you come to pick up my daughter you need to come and ring the doorbell and you know introduce yourself and yada 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 and he says because one day you may have daughters and you don't want no motherfucker honking the horn to have her come out to the, to the, uh, to the car, to the car. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's disrespectful. Right. And I never forget that because I wasn't offended by what he said. Cause he was a hundred percent. Right. And I knew I was raised better than that. I knew that if, if that was my mother behind her husband, that she would agree wholeheartedly with this with this gentleman. And I didn't get offended by it. I said, you know what, sir, you're correct. You're 100% right, and I apologize. It'll never happen again. And from that point on, I made it a point, if I was going to pick up a young lady, especially when we were younger, I would go to the door, knock on the door, answer any questions from the father or the mother, depending on you know the type of household this, this young lady was in. But yeah, I learned, I learned that, and it was it was a... Uh, this it was this particular young lady's father who taught it to me. Yeah, and you, you were dead wrong for that. You you pull up and <laughs> I was. You need, I was. But, out, but, but, that, out here. but that but that's acceptable behavior right now, though. Well, that's but not it, a, that's but, not it, a but it was acceptable behavior even back then 
for certain females. Because if I, if my thing was, if I called you and said, I'm on my way, I'll be there in 15 minutes, you know, and I honked the horn, some females just came out the house. Yeah, but that's now, not a first date. I don't know. Date. Right. I'm, I'm trying to focus on first date. Like, what's that first? Even, even in the first kind moment of day situation. Well, the first really? date wherein I'm, the, I'm the first time I'm coming to pick them up at their house or yeah, I had done that before. I never thought anything. I wasn't trying to be a dick. It was just something like, you know, I didn't, something I didn't know. I didn't know. And this, this gentleman told me what I should and should do and what the expectations are, especially if there's a man in the house. And up until that point, either I never ran into the father or it was, it, it this was the first time I ever ran into a situation like that. Where the, Wait, where, where, the, where did the you say this happened? The father in my twenties, I was in uh, Long Island at the time. So, you know, he was like, yo, come here for a second. And he wasn't being nasty. And I didn't, and I, and I was like, you know what, you're, I'm, I apologize, sir, because he was right. And fast forward. Now I have two daughters and there are expectations. If you come to my house, nigga, you better not honk no fucking horn. Cause you m- might get warning shots. I don't my daughter. And I told my daughter at a young age, when a man comes here, he needs to come in the house. He needs to introduce himself. Nigga, I need cell phone numbers. What are you iPhone? Let me get your EIN number. Let me get your IP address. Let me get your home address. You're not just gonna take my daughter out the house without me knowing. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, you just told a story of a gentleman whose daughter you were about to take out did not treat you that way. I don't give so, a fuck. It's my kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And, and and the thing is, by him saying that, but but this is the thing, he didn't ask me for all that information because it didn't exist then. No kids weren't, you know, we didn't have cell phones at 19. I'm telling you how it is how it is right now. No, he could ask you where you lived. Could ask your parents' name. He did he didn't that he you know why? Because he was I, treating you like I'm a human I'm being. I'm only assuming that right. <laughs> he don't, he don't do that. And I and I can and I, for that. And I can only assume, and I can only assume, I can only assume that his daughter had may have spoken about me. He kind of heard about who I was, and that's the reason why he didn't give me the third degree. However, he did check me when I needed to be checked. And because I didn't respond, and I didn't look like no hoodlum, my pants wasn't hanging off, I was well-dressed, I was groomed, I didn't look like some fucking thug on the corner. Uh, you can tell by looking at a motherfucker, when you are grown-ass Wait, you're man, suggesting you suggesting that's who your daughter's going to date? No, I'm not. But I don't give a fuck who comes to the house. They're going to get the third degree. Because they need to know if they do anything to my child, they're dead. You come to my house and you're taking my daughter. I'm going to I'm going to ask you certain questions. And if you give me any sense of the fuck is your problem, old man, if I get any of that, nigga, you know, my daughter, because your daughter is probably going to date someone who reminds her of you. But I wasn't a nigga, though. You are now. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was. She didn't I know you then. Nigga. She knows yeah. you now. Right, you a nigga now. Nigga, 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 or my 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 young lady, you're gonna have a fucking problem if you're looking like stir fried shit. And I don't see my daughter picking up picking. Right, that's what, you like keep that. saying that. That's why I'm like, so you're envisioning her dating someone who looks like stir fried shit. It doesn't matter she's what they look like. They're all the enemy. They're all trying to. She's fuck definitely my gonna come home with someone like. you do not like. She's definitely gonna come home with. It doesn't matter what right. they look like because you're gonna. No, see he's gonna he's gonna look like you. He's gonna be he's gonna look very well mannered, and he's gonna be a nigga yeah well i remember when i first started dating my wife and her uncle started to kick that shit i used to be like what are you doing that that you sound stupid what was he saying you said that to him no my you know i I give the face like yeah whatever because let me tell you something i better not see a face like that (laughs) <laughs> you're going to see a face like that. I'm promising you're going to see I'm a not, face like that. I'm not going to see They were on a, uh, well, you know, this is my niece and, you know, we 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 don't tolerate. But, nigga, she ain't seen you in five years. <laughs> That's not my situation. Where you at? We outside. <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> we outside. That, that, that you ain't been in the gym I, with I'm, us. I'm her father and she's living with me 24-7. So I'm not tolerating the look. 
because I will say, do you have a motherfucking problem? And he's going to say, do you have a motherfucking problem? Get your shit. Let's go. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I dare. Because, <laughs> listen, I'm not even going to tell you what the fuck I got in my house. Okay, yo, pops, why you down? Why you why you down here in my business, man? Like, <laughs> go upstairs, <laughs> pops. Yo, you're not 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 not. He's gonna be like this. He's gonna be like gonna be like yo, pops, yo, pops. No disrespect, but you need to go upstairs. <laughs> you about come on, old man. man. You tripping? You about to feel do, this old do, do you know? Do you know how hard? Do you know how you know how hard it is for a nigga to talk? With a with a with a three fifty seven Glock in their mouth. I know your comedy shit. Yeah, you funny and all that, but I don't need you to like like choked out. I want no smoke. <laughs> Look here, Richard yeah, Pryor. Really. Back off. <laughs> yo, yo, light skinned Kevin Hart. I'm gonna need you to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know your dad had that many guns. I didn't understand. Mm. I thought it was. I thought you were joking when you said your dad was an expert marksman. <laughs> no, for real, Mister Perez. I ain't gonna front. You got a nice gun collection. It's almost as big as mine, but yeah. I ain't gonna hold you, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. Cuffing season has officially started, and where else can you get your cuffs and all things in your sexual survival kit? But Creamy Dot One. Creamy Dot One. Creamy is your premier source for adult toys and goods. They carry unique brands for empowered singles and couples interested in exploring their sexuality. So head over to creamy.one. That's C-R-E-A-M-I-E dot O-N-E. Don't forget to use code DECODEN40 for that 15% discount. Creamy.one. Let's get back to the show. So Facebook went down today. Instagram went down today. And WhatsApp went down today. It was a global outage of our main social platforms. My real, I really have a real question about this. And I, I do that for a living. I do like social media and all this other stuff for a living. My question is, is does it matter and should it matter that it went out? Um, I didn't really care too much today because I wasn't trying, I didn't, I wasn't really anxious to post anything. And the only time I'm really on Instagram is when I'm, when I'm not doing anything. So it's like something you do when you're bored, not bored, because you're not really bored, but you're currently not occupied with anything or you're watching TV and the news is on and you'll scroll Instagram while you're watching TV, which is weird. I don't know why I do that all the time, but I didn't miss it. And I don't really I don't check Facebook at all. I deleted WhatsApp. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get away from Zuckerberg. If he didn't own Instagram, we wouldn't have a relationship. <laughs> I think I think it matters if, you know, that's your primary source of advertising change. And a lot of people use these social media platforms to advertise their businesses and to get the word out. Um outside of that, um I, I'm kind of with Rick. Like I, I don't fuck with Facebook as much as I used to when it first came out. Um because they became really, really, you know, uh the fucking word police and, you know, based on what words you might use determines whether you get put in Facebook jail. And I, you know, I just don't have time for, uh, for that bullshit. I use it strictly now to promote the podcast or promote any comedy shows that I'm doing strictly a promotional thing. Um, Instagram, however, is, is become a, a big source of people using advertising. So, I mean, if you were, I would, I would hate to be the person who was launching whatever they're launching today and was using that as the, as a, as their platform to launch because the shit went out. Um, it's something that's probably not going to last. I don't know if it's back up yet as we're doing the podcast, but I mean, I, I think, you know, I don't, and again, I don't know if it just went down or is it a ransom situation where they, where they hacked because I also heard that not only was IG, WhatsApp and Facebook down, but their actual uh, whatever they use, the workers use is actually went down as well, whatever their system is. So the entire system went down for Facebook. So um, I, I'm Even curious if, to find if out. It was a situation, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to say it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're too, they're too big. You know, they, they fall onto that category too big to fail or too, admit, too, too big to admit when they fucked up or they're being fucked. Uh, and the thing is, is that they're, you know, Facebook, IG and, and, and 
maybe to a certain extent WhatsApp. I don't know if there's a if there's any uh, payment platform attached to it. I know Facebook and IG does, but you know, I would hate to. I would hope that you know those particular that those numbers and credit card numbers and things of that nature are protected because that's a that's a big windfall for anybody who has if it's a ransom situation because now how many people have their credit card numbers attached to it you know uh, and and and, un- and unrelated I heard the same thing with Chrome like Chrome is not ready for a cyber attack you know and they already have issues with their with their softwares and things of that nature I think that's that's the wave of the future that's what's going to happen everybody's getting attacked. And whether it's the Russians, the Chinese, or some kid in his bedroom, you know, we're, we're, at, we're vulnerable, man. And I can imagine how it was driving a lot of these, uh, you know, people who, again, these influencers, this is their, this is how they make their money. Just in terms Yeah, I think of, that's well, why, I think that's why it matters. Um, but I think even more importantly, this is, or should reinforce to people that these platforms are one avenue in order to direct your business but you should be redirecting them onto your own platform um because as they always say if they go away and if all your content is stored there and all your um uh connection to your customers is based on that those apps your business is very (laughs) your business is very tenable it's i mean it's just a matter of of time so but i think also you know we don't use it that way, but I think a lot of people do use these platforms to connect with other people and to maintain um, connections with family, uh, with relatives and friends. So it does matter. Um, I think the reason as to why it went down will will matter a lot. And like you guys said, I don't know if we're going to actually give the true answer to why it went down, but I mean, this is major and, and it, uh, actually had a uh, corollary effect on the market as well. So this this so, is this is big. So I so just want I just want to say something I'm, really quick about cybersecurity. If you have do not use and I heard this advice recently and I'm I'm putting this into action. Do not use your debit card online anymore. Only use your credit card. Hmm. If they get your debit card and they take money out of your checking account, it's going to take you a long time to get it back from your bank to give it back to you. If they take your credit card, your credit card company will credit you almost immediately. And if they, they, they haven't taken any real money from you. So uh, that's, that's I, I thought about that when, when you were talking about Facebook and, and, uh, and, and vulnerability. And, and I think that's amazing advice. I feel sorry for um, the people uh, going through DM withdrawal. They have no one to DM today, and they can't. (laughs) (laughs) They cannot DM that big booty broad they've been DMing. But uh, shout out to fan base who, who basically sent me an alert. And I haven't even, I just downloaded the app. But fan base quickly said, well, since some motherfuckers is down, you need to get off fan base. So, Good shout for out Isaac to them. Third. It, it, you know, shout out to them because uh, they are a black uh, owned and ran, uh, uh, you know, media company uh, in the Facebook uh, type of uh, genre. So, shout out to them. So, uh, all the brothers and sisters out there, go to fan base. They up and running. They you know what I'm so, uh, Also, because uh, apparently... The entire team, aside from Isaac Hayes Jr., is is completely white. Oh, he caught a little heat today, but I don't think oh. that's a I don't think that's actually a problem as long as the boss is black, right? Yeah, um, I, I'm trying to figure out why more black people, particularly, are not gravitating towards fan base. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's really perplexing to me. Because I, 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 I think, I, you know, not, not, even, not even a black and white thing. I think just human beings are creatures of habit. And it's something that you, it, you know, because, again, Facebook was one of the first, you know, if you're not counting uh, MySpace. But just it's the general attitude of, well, it's Facebook. You know, who else am I going to go to? We just creatures of habit. Well, no. And we got to we have to break it, that, it, you know. Fan base is pretty much a competitor with. IG and uh, Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and people gravitate to Clubhouse pretty quickly. 
And like in, in less than a year, they've, I forgot the number that they raised, but it's in the billions, I think. But what, what, what about what? the user interaction that is not catching? That's not what catching. I'm trying to figure out because it's exactly the same as what's happening on IG and on Clubhouse. Mm. And you can monetize more easily. So it's very weird. Like, why are we not making this connection to say, okay, here's his brother who's created There's this a lot platform. of Uncle out there. Why, why won't we support this platform? I think I don't even think I don't even think a lot of I don't even think a lot of people know that it's black owned. Number one. Number two is I think people are used to what they're used to. And I think the platforms bring in users that that they know. So for me, this outage has been really interesting because um, my clients pay us to advertise on these platforms. So I haven't responded to it today because I didn't know what was going on. So tomorrow I have to respond about what happened today. I don't feel like anybody particularly lost anything besides a day of time and marketing and budget. But, you know, the clients may feel differently. So I don't, I don't know. Especially I'm not if really those tripping. clients get hacked. Especially if those clients get hacked based on whatever... You see, I, I think... This is bigger than now. Like this, come on. All three systems go down. Their actual system that the workers use go down. That's bigger than somebody pulled the plug. <laughs> you uh, know what I'm saying? I don't know. Somebody fucked around. This is definitely an attack. Definitely. Some, yeah. Yeah, but I, I would feel I mean, more concerned. I, I would feel more concerned if it was Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Because those are all owned by three different entities, right? But the fact that they're all owned by the same entity makes me believe that this was a targeted attack. Absolutely. Not oh, no, to definitely, mention the definitely. timing, the timing of the expose that, that, that aired on 60 minutes last night, um, mm-hmm. a, a Facebook, a former employer who, a former employee who is a now considered a whistleblower saying that, you know, Facebook intentionally put profit over the safety of America and that includes, you know, letting things slide that were either uh, had a white supremacist lean or had a nationalist lean. They let some things slide because they knew it would keep people engaged, whether they hated it or or they were into it. Because it, it, it because of its presence, encouraged people to utilize the platform more, and that was I think their motivation. I also think the algorithm was racist. I think I think along with what you just said, because a lot of folks, oh okay, a lot of folks, black and brown folks, a lot of brothers I know who post shit, they were getting flagged and flagged and and Facebook jail for seven days, Facebook jail for thirty days, and you and then like Richard said, you see like all this Trump shit going on, you're like, man, man why are they not getting flagged? So and again. The whistleblower, if if what he he or she uh, said it was true, because I didn't see the expose. Um, again, it it holds credence to what what what's been going on. Like we're gonna let certain shit slide because that's that seems to be you know where America wants to go in the in well, no, it's, it's, it's good a, for it, money it, and power. It wasn't it okay. wasn't that that's where America wants to go, but whether you loved it or hated it, it bring the attention, right? So yeah. if you were anti-Trump you still engaged. If you were pro-Trump, you engaged. But the, on the other side, mm-hmm. it wasn't the same. Like people weren't, I, people, that's what who I'm were saying. Not into, people who were not into Black Lives Matter didn't check in. But if you hated Trump, you checked in. If you loved Trump, mm-hmm. you checked in. So that's why they like that they, There was a, once, a one-sided view of, of things. And, and people, and, and more than ever before, People actually get their news from these platforms. You, if you, if you ever watch, uh, I can't think of the gentleman's name. And he's with, uh, he's with um, the Daily Show, uh, the white guy. I can't think of his name, but he goes to all of these rallies and he asks these questions. And ninety-five percent of the time, when he asks, "Well, where'd you get the facts from?" Well, I saw it on Facebook, or I saw it on IG, or it was a Jason, tweet. Jason you know, Klepper, so, Jason Klepper. Yes, right, that gentleman, right, exactly. Thank you, Mac. So, yeah, anytime at the end of the conversation. So where'd you get that fact from? Facebook. So, you know, 
it's created, you know, I think it's time for Facebook to answer for a lot of the shit they've done. And I don't know if, if this was an attack, was it, uh, what are the, what's the guys with the, with the, where the white mask, the, um, the Ku Klux Klan? What's the name of that hacker group? No, not anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. I wonder if it was anonymous, right? Um, who knows, man, but I, I think it's time for a lot of these social media companies because they're playing the part of big brother now, you know, in a lot of ways. And I think the government, they know, I mean, they, Mark Zuckerberg can't, can't have been, can't become this powerful without the, you know, the green light from a lot of these, uh, these, uh, clandestine organizations in the government. They know what the fuck he's doing. Come on. And they allow it, you know, because if they wanted to shut him down, they could have shut him down any day. They could have got their own hackers to do it. And maybe that's what's happening right now. Maybe the Biden administration, this is not a, this is a super fact. They haven't had a super fact in a while. This is a conspiracy theory that I believe. Biden and Kamala had a talk, right? Mark Zuckerberg was supposed to be there. Mark Zuckerberg said, fuck y'all talk. And he said, word, watch this, son. <laughs> and they pulled the a plug. And that's what happened, son. And I'm sticking to it. Activate Jack Bauer. That's what they did. Yeah. No, no, he went no. in and shot a machine gun into their servers. I, lo- I like 20. I, I love that show. I, like I used to love that show. And 24. Uh, 24. And 24. That was a great show. I didn't discover it. Can I tell a story about 24 real quick? Real, real Go ahead, quick. please. I loved that show until I got a DVD set from Netflix of season three or something. It's actually 24 hours. You should not do that. You should not watch 24 hours of 24 in a weekend. <laughs> you should not do that. That's a bad idea. But that's your fault. That's not their fault. It is. It is. Yo, it is. Rick, I can't watch Rick, this show. Rick was, opening, hold up. Rick was opening the refrigerator like this. It's a camera in here. It's a camera in my lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that was binging. Was a wild show. But that's, I was binging yeah. on actual DVDs back then. Mm. I wasn't just Oz binging was, on. Oz was hurt. Don't do it. Yeah, I did the same thing. I did the same thing when I, I didn't, I was, I caught up on 24, maybe a season or two into it. My father was a big 24 fan and he'd be like, yo, have you seen this show? I'm like, nah, I ain't see it. And I went and got the DVDs for the first season, and I was hooked after that. Kind of got flat towards the end. Um, I did see the reboot where he came back for one season, and then he's like, you know, he walks into the sunset or whatever, but it was a good show. He was on drugs. Oh, he did something. He, I think he good beat him somebody. Did you watch it with the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the black, of the brother? I did not. I never I never watched it, no. No. I think it. I don't think it lasted twenty four hours. It lasted ten hours. <laughs> it was. It was. It was twelve it hours. Three it hours and forty eight minutes. It was, it was three hours and twelve hours. <laughs> three hours and forty five minutes was the name of the show. That's what happened. That mother oh, got like four he episodes. Was shot and killed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Quick, fast. All right. Well, fuck Facebook. I guess I don't know. Good Dakota 40 family. This is it. Here to let you know that you can now catch Dakota 40 after dark on a new day and time. Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So pour yourself a nice glass of something, something to unwind and come kicking with the crew this and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. on the East Coast, 7 p.m. on the West for Dakota 40 after dark. All right. So hip hop, as we know, just uh, turned 48 years old. And it was a genre of music that and culture that most people didn't think would last and just was considered to be a throwaway genre of music. Lo and behold, we've had several people who have uh, graduated to the echelons of society and wealth. And um, just in terms of having an amazing cultural impact on um, just the world um, and art in general. Several of these individuals have transcended to a level that has just kind of blown everybody's expectation of what it what it would mean for someone to be in the post-hip-hop portion of their career. So I think it'd be great for us to talk about who we could talk about in terms of top five, but really just who has, in your mind, 
has really set the standard for what it means to have an amazing career beyond the mic. And that's not to say they can't still be rhyming, but we're, we're talking about those people whose primary uh, focus in terms of generating revenue is off the stage, or at least off the stage rhyming. Now, I have a list if you guys want me to start this off. I, the- I, I, I'm going to start this off. I'm going to start okay. this off. LL Cool J, 100%, has hosted award shows, has NCIS on lock, has launched Rock the Bells. I defy people to say who's had a better post-rap career other than 50, Method Man, and um, maybe Latifah. I I will defy you, but I will defer at first. Go ahead. I think I think you completely forgot about Will Smith. I, I think you've yeah, but see, left him out did. of the equation. I, 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 I think you Will Smith is my guy. Will, Will Smith on, is my hold guy. On. Hold on, hold on. I think you also left out of the equation um, uh, Ice Cube, who's made a shit ton of money outside of outside of music, and I think. Um, yeah, those I, those would have been my and, and Latifah would have been in there as well. Um, Ice Ice T would have been in there as well. Shout out to Ice um, T. Shout out to Ice T. Respect. But you definitely, I think Will Smith has probably made the best um, transition from rapper to actor, and not not just actor, but he is uh, he's an A list leading man. Uh, in in Hollywood, like he's not and and producer, he's he's not waiting for projects. He is making he's greenlighting projects. So yeah, I think I, I got to give it to Will Smith on that one. I had come up with a list, and this was off the top of my head. I did not put Cube on there, and I should have. But I have uh, Jay Z, Dr. Dre, Nas. Even though he's still making money, he's making money in in the VC. Uh, world, which I think puts Huge. him in another Huge. category. Huge, and and not only VC, but has had multiple successful exits. Exactly. Yes, I have Will Smith. I have Puffy because of all of his uh, liquor and uh, television deals. Puffy's not a rapper, but he was he was in the rap world. That's so he's he's tangentially. Yeah, don't worry if you write rhymes. I write text. I've said that many times, so okay, I'll give it to you. Puffy. I have 50 Cent. I have LL. Power power never stops. Yeah, I have LL. I have Latifah. And I have Method. I definitely didn't have Cube. I don't know if I would have put Ice-T up there. Playing a cop for 30 years is not really much. I'm just fucking with you. I don't know. Maybe I might not put Ice T up there. I'm Yo, sorry. I, I Ice T is on a commercial right now with Stone Cold. I'm not shitting on him, but I'm just like, is he? Let, is he? Not, is he in the not, same? Odd, is he in the same uh, cohort as the people I just listed? At least LL Cool J. He's in the same category. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Yeah. Why not? And wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say one that you guys left out, and I so might I not? might. I'm, you guys might throw rocks at me for this one. Oh, where's my rock? Don't say Ja Rule. Okay, go ahead. Who gives a fuck about Ja Rule? That's what Shaq. Oh. Shaq is not um, a Yeah, we Sha- just dropped an album. Drop, drop, drop the album. So did Puffy. <laughs> Dude, Shaq is not a so rapper. You, you can't put Shaq in Shaq is you a can't basketball you player who raps. Can't shit on Shaq. You can't shit on Shaq as a rapper. You can't shit on Shaq as a rapper and not acknowledge. To me, to me, Shaq has taken over as the spokesman for. He's not a rapper, but his post rapper. If you if you Google him, and you look up Wikipedia. It does not say Shaq the rapper who played basketball. I bet it says basketball player, rapper, spokesperson. It doesn't say that. I'm gonna Google. Okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say that. Shaq. MC Shaq, who played center actor, on the Lakers, rapper, um, actor, and basketball player, because he was in Shazam. So that makes him an actor. <laughs> he's an actor. He's, he's also an guy. actor. He's also an actor. Actually, that they oh. they they point to basketball player and sports analyst. Yeah. You're. Oh yeah. That because that's what he does for a living. He, he doesn't does, rap yeah. for a living. He never yeah. rap for a living. 
That was never his job. Yeah. Discography, he, he, he had studio the money albums, to come out with albums. Unreleased, unreleased albums. Studio albums, unreleased. Okay, well, let's just happened. leave the Shaq thing alone. Oh, no, he's got a lot of records, though. He got a lot of records. He so, put out records. Hold on, hold on. Kids oh, Bop doesn't still... doesn't count. Wait. Uh, he put out he put out four albums. Hold on, I'm, he put out four albums. I want to throw a lot of rap. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. And he is re- he re- he has released movies released. from 1994 to 2022. It's he's got movies. He's got movies. He's got movies coming out. Future Tense is released. Yes, <laughs> you haven't even Relo- seen it. Released is the Never Tense. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shaq. Shaq, Shaq. Release means it's never going to happen. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq. Shout out to Shaq for being a I spokesperson you, you extraordinaire. Know, I release another one. He's on Icy I, a, Hot, The General. He's killing it. He's the, killing the, it. The, there's another, there's a, there's a couple other artists, but I, I think, you know, um, one more recently is the RZA. The RZA has oh, done yeah, yeah, uh, a, a lot of soundtracks. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's uh, with... Um, with Tarantino and then the fucking the Wu Saga series is he's the, uh, the one of the executive executive producer, producer creators of that. So I think he's writer, done a lot he's writer on that from show. yes, he's, he's done a lot uh, as far as that as far as that's concerned. And um, he's gotten into the art world. I mean, that Wu album that that scumbag bought was a piece of art. It was sold as that. So I think you know you got to give him his props. Um, yeah, you know, you, again, I wouldn't you call it going into the art world, though. It's a different M. But uh, you're right. He's done a lot of different things. But it's all, I feel like it's all come no. back to the, his music. But he's directed stuff mm-hmm. and he's written stuff. But I don't think he's reached Will Smith's status. Oh, no. I mean, well, I mean, Will Smith, Will Smith was one of the first ones to break that mold. I mean, you know, um, him and Ice Cube. Him, Ice Cube, and Latifah. Like, I think those three came in the same class. Will, of course, was the valedictorian as far as uh, being noticed. Cube, on the other hand, you know, Cube was was writing that story when he was still rapping. And people, you know, DJ Quick, DJ Pooh, those cats that kind of helped him with that script are who are the lesser of the, of the three, you know, lesser of the known uh, crew. You know, those guys had a lot of influence as well. But, you know, Cube has done a lot uh, for a lot of people's careers. I mean, they wouldn't be. Come on, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yes, he was a comedian. Chris Tucker would have been a a famous comedian. But that role of Smokey is is iconic. And it made it gave him the jump to do Rush Hour one, two and three, where he was making Mm -hmm. 20 million in the film. He wouldn't have been making 20 million in the film if it wasn't for Ice Cube. You know what I mean? Right. Um, think about oh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't put Cube on this list. It, well, you know you what? Know, the, what's the, his name? Cube. He's a writer. He's a producer, and he's an owner of all of the things that he's yes. made. And I think that that gets mm-hmm. him actually closer to Will Smith because Will Smith wasn't writing the stuff that he that he did. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He exactly. He, he was bankrolling it. Some of it. Uh, he he wasn't directing any of it. And his ownership was partial. Yeah. But Cube, Cube did it, you know, soup to nuts. Yeah. But Cube has always been that type of artist. Uh, even as a even as an MC, he was that type of artist. And he ca- he came with that that uh that mindset that whatever he was gonna do, he was gonna own. Definitely, you know, Latifah as well. You know, Latifah has transcended and as an actress, is she's brilliant as an actress. Yeah. That that thing that she produced on HBO, I uh, can't think of the name of it, where she played the um the the R and B singer from back in the thirties and forties. Yeah. I can't the she name of it. Bessie, she played uh, yeah. Bessie. I think that was great. Yeah. I think she did a good job in that. I think that she's yeah. done a did lot of good R and I just regret the top. Well, she was a soul singer. She was, what, what, what she, she was paying herself <laughs> though. She was playing herself in them. I'm not taking that's nothing the, away from her, but she was. One thing I did not need to see was. Latifah La- La- was playing herself. I'm not. No, I'm not one thing at... you don't need to see is a bum on a train topless. I'll take Latifah <laughs> any day. Well, if, the cho- if that's the choice, I will. Take- <laughs> I've suffered through. You know, Latifah's breasts are clean. 
<laughs> you know, exactly. No, I, 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 it was it wasn't a question. She was playing herself. She, you know, that, that I think that's that's a little disrespectful. I think she did a great job in doing it. T I T T Y. And she wow. was an integral part of that uh, production, uh, Money Wise, and and I don't know if she directed or what, but she was a, definitely um, a good part of that. Uh, you know, LL, you know, was one of the first to to, to make that crossover. You know, as far as uh, rappers to actors, you know, he was. You know, there's a lot of guys out there who, who did their thing, man, and it's a good thing to see because, like what L said in the beginning, no one thought would hip hop would last past the no. Sugar Hill Gang. I mean, it was just. You never thought hip hop would take it this far. If you hip-hop guys get was a chance, illegal at one point. Listen to links listen to Drink Drink Champs. Um they had uh Grandmaster Kaz on as a guest, and he dropped so many jewels about where it came from and what, what they were doing. Like even the term hip hop. How that how we came to know this culture as hip hop, he breaks that down, and uh, oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a good watch. A listen, you know, I came up with the idea for hip hop. Um, I was uh hanging out with uh what's that boy Melon Melon them boys, and we was doing some heroin, and uh, I was hippity hopping on my leg, and he said, "Hey Willie, what you hip and hopping?" I said, "Hey hip hop, that's a great idea." The rest is history. So why don't you have credit, nigga? They paid me in heroin. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I sold all my rights for a good bag of heroin, man. That's what I was doing. <laughs> you were always thinking about the future, I guess. There's nothing present like heroin, man. Come on. Fuck the future. <laughs> this is time I'll for take another a bag. bag today for some <laughs> royalties. For some rights tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take... Four keys of heroin, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I like to buy a vow, Alex. When you take two bags, uh, I like right. cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get out of this show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for tonight. We appreciate you for hanging out with us, even though Elle is laughing. We still appreciate. <laughs> if you like to, <laughs> if you'd like to leave us a message, give us a call at 608 4040. Leave us a message. You might end up on the show. We'll play it on the show. Any last words, fellas? Yeah, I was laughing because. uh, No, it's it's up. up Uh, But I was laughing because this show is truly like a box of chocolates. You have no idea what you're going to get. And that's even us as the hosts on this show. So. I don't know why I thought you can like say a, life's like a box of the show's like a box of chocolate is stupid is what you stupid get. <laughs> stupid does. That is probably more accurate. That, more accurate. <laughs> that plays well too. <laughs> stupid is as stupid gets. Thank you for coming out. <laughs> and that's chocolate. <laughs> that's it. Thanks for coming out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out. Right, oh, yes. And you're so really Take us the Take, fuck out of here. Word. So we'll see you guys. New episode every Friday, every live on Thursday night at 10 p.m. on all your favorite platforms. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. 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 Peace.